0: He served at the Pentagon as an Army JAG. He graduated from Notre Dame and has two law degrees from Boston University and Georgetown University. He's been practicing law for over 30 years. He's your family's personal attorney. It's time for the David Carrier Show. Hello, hello and welcome to the David
1: Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier your family's personal attorney and you have found the place where we talk about estate planning, elder law, real estate, and business law. So give us a call. Why don't you? 616-774-2424. That's 616-774-2424. We'll get your question, comment, or concern on the air. That is, if you have any question, comment, or concern about wills, trusts, or probate, if you're wondering, how do we beat the high cost of long-term care? That'd be that elder law stuff. Uh, also, asset protection. You know, maybe you'd like to hang on to what you've uh, uh, to what you've earned. Would that be a, you know, is that really so extreme? You know, there's three three government programs out there. Three count them three uh, that help older folks that help Americans. You know, all of us actually and the first of course is social security social security you need that you need some income uh during your lifetime that'd be good i think uh the second is medicare not a bad idea to make sure that if you need to go to the doctor well there's a way to get it paid for Uh, you know paid for with your tax dollars of course paid for with the money that you already paid in just like social security uh of course the the last one there has to do with long-term care and long-term care is more or less, uh, uh, sorry, uh, going to close the window on you. Yeah, you put the money in here, but you're not getting any of it. Uh, what you have to do now is you have to uh, spend everything that you accumulated. And if you did not accumulate anything, well, boy, weren't you smart. <laughs> if you didn't hang on to anything. Then uh, great. Uh, it's free for you. Uh, how does that? How does that work? Why is that fair? I have never been able, frankly, to understand uh, the fairness of that. You know, this week in the, uh, at church, if you go to church, Catholic church anyway, uh, you, get the, you get the story of the talents. You know, this is where, uh, the, where God, I guess, gives us each, you know, a certain amount. And uh, the people who are given the most return, you know, gives them 10, they get back 10. Five, get back five. The guy who gets one buries it in the ground, and returns nothing and uh, nothing at all. Now, what is what does that mean? Right? Well, if anything <laughs> Well, I'm not your your theologian here, but it would seem to me that at the very least it means don't sit on your keister and and wait for things to happen. At the very, you know, because you get thrown out with the wailing and the gnashing of the teeth? That's you know, if you're if you just hang around and do nothing, you know, God gave you... Didn't your parents ever tell you that? Your mom especially? You know, God gave you these talents. gave God gave you these gifts. It's up to you to use them. Don't just, don't just hang around doing nothing. Uh, although these days, boy, it seems like a... Uh, doesn't it seem like a pretty... Uh, I don't know, pretty popular thing. I just saw this thing on uh, YouTube about this uh, person complaining that uh, she actually had to go to work and... Um, pay for a car and pay for food and pay for a place to live. It's like, yeah. And it makes you wonder, I mean, who are we raising these days? You know, because this person was not a, this was not a homeless person. This was not a poor person. This is someone who obviously, I don't know, judging from the vehicle they were in and the, you know, everything else was uh, a, a child of privilege as they would say. and uh, And the whole thing was, hey, what do you mean? What do you mean I got to work for this? Okay. Uh, try not working and see how that works out for you. And I guess it's been that way since, uh, you know, for a very long time. You know, and one of my kids was challenging me about the uh, about the Bible. So, well, you know, that's all, you know, that's uh, from Babylonia. These are Babylonian things that, uh, that got said, uh, you know, as opposed to these weren't new stories. And to my way of thinking, it's like. Yeah, get that, huh? It wasn't, <laughs> these things weren't good ideas, you know, starting a thousand or two thousand years ago. I mean, these things have been good ideas for as long as, I don't know, as long as people have been aware, as long as people were telling each other stories, as long as, as long as, I don't know, God made people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that God worked with the Babylonians and <laughs> that's how he did it. Well, okay. Uh, still, the idea is that if you're given something, it's your responsibility to make the mess, to make the best of it, make a mess of it, right? Well, we all do that too, don't we? Uh, but to really to make the best of it uh, and to uh, and to return, you know, it's not about banking practices and exactly or that kind of business practices, what have you. You know, I listen to this preacher show, and they're all like, well, you know, most of the ways you get money is bad, and it's like, really. Most of the ways you get money is bad. Huh? Hmm. That, that, I don't know. I, I just know an awful lot of folks, you know, over the years, we've served, um, you know, over 60,000 families, you know, come through and, uh, done various things for them. You know, that's, that's where our client count is up to. Um, but full blown plans, full blown, um, trusts and everything else, you know, around in the 20,000 range, a little better than 20,000. And it's like, I don't know any of those people who were doing bad things. Uh, that's not how it worked. That's not how, you know, here's a preacher saying that it's like, oh, it's bad things to get the, to increase your talents. You know, you're given 10, to get 10, you'd have to do bad things. And it's like, uh, I don't know, most of the people I know uh, who did very well, they run businesses. Um, maybe, Maybe preachers think that businesses are bad or something. I don't know. I, I really not that they have any experience with it, so how would they know? But <clears throat> you know, I it, it it kinda it's one of those things. You, you gotta stay away from you gotta stay away from watching them preacher shows because it, it really uh <laughs> well it'll give you a different perspective. Let me let me let me put it that way. I mean, most of the folks I know, uh the way they got it was by by working hard and the more they have, it's just in kind of an indication of, uh, well, I guess some of them got a good stock tip. I guess that happened, you know, happens to some people, uh, but not most, not most folks. For most folks, uh, the way it worked was they just worked hard. They saw an opportunity, they took it. You know, they didn't step on people on the way up. You know, they worked with people, they cooperated. This is the, this is the thing that, that really kind of cheeses me because you get this idea uh, that the way to success is to exploit other people, right? I mean, that's a, that's a notion that, that's out there. And it's so far away from the notion, from what I've seen work. I'll put it that way. I mean, Maybe I've lived a sheltered life, but the, the people who seem to have the most success, uh, they got there, they got that success. Through competence, through their own competence, through doing things well, uh, and through cooperation, through working with uh, working with other people. Right. So, when we talk here about well, here's how you hang on to what you've earned. I mean that. I mean here's here, this is not how you hoard your ill-gotten gains. All right. Which incidentally is why I think there'll never be another estate tax. There's a certain political party that managed to get rich and. Now they're all like <laughs> used to be all in favor of an estate tax, not anymore. Not that they figured out how to fleece the bank, you know. So I mean, I'm not saying that everybody earns it. Uh, it's just that my own personal experience has been primarily. Uh, maybe maybe I need to see some more politicians. Maybe I get a different perspective on it. But uh, primarily, it's people who worked and saved, cooperated, did the right thing. That's why they have what they have, and that's why it seems like such a shame to me that it. Uh, that it gets flushed away uh, on the long-term care when they already pay for a for the program to like they did Social Security, like they did for Medicare. You already paid for a program to um, to cover that. You know, I mean what sense does it make to, to pay for things twice? And yet there we are. If you have a question about that, give us a call, 616-774-2424. That's 616-774-2424. Uh, we'll get your question, comment, or concern on the air. Of course, we always take emails, love the emails, david at davidcarrierlaw.com. We'll get some of the emails a little later on. And uh, in the meantime, I'm David Carrier. You're listening to The David Carrier Show.
0: this hour of the david carrier show is pro bono so call in now at 774-2424 this is the david carrier show
1: welcome back to the david carrier show welcome back to the david carrier show i'm still david carrier your family's personal attorney and this is still the place where you can give us a call at 616-774-2424 616-774-2424 we'll get your question Comment or concern on the air. We're talking right now about the uh, about the whole long-term care thing, as as we often do. And it's it's one of those things. Um frequently the uh, obviously we broadcast live on Sunday, it gets rebroadcast, uh, so you may be listening on Sunday. Uh, if you are, it's it's live, you know <laughs> in all likelihood. Um, and you can call six one six seven seven four twenty four. 24 uh, if uh, you get a recording of the thing which a lot of people do um, then it's uh, carrier.law at excuse me uh, davidcarrierlaw.com at Davidcarrierlaw.com that's where you can uh, sign up for our workshops and all the rest of that good stuff so anyway that's the um, that's the deal um, come by and see us why don't you uh, doing workshops again this Thanksgiving week uh and it's a, it's a good time i think for people to uh, obviously an excellent time thank you abraham lincoln for, for starting it um good time to uh you know kind of reflect i know things are tough things are tough They're, they don't seem to be getting much easier uh, at the same time you don't want to lose sight of all the all the good that's out there and uh, right now we've got matt on the line hello matt welcome to the david carrier show Thanks, David. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help?
2: So, uh, my father passed away last year, and we have some recreational property in northern Michigan that is uh, sitting in his living trust right now. And that'll eventually be, I'll, you know, I'm the one taking care of the the property and will inherit it. And I'm trying to understand the, the repercussions of taking that out of his living trust and potentially moving it to an LLC for Mm -hmm. just for more flexibility going forward for my kids and future generations. My understanding is the LLC
1: offers a lot of flexibility, but what are the drawbacks
2: of doing such a thing?
1: Right. So um, are you the only kid or are you the only one getting the cottage? Yes. Yes to both? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Good. So here's the, here's the thing, the, um, and, and what does it say, what does it say in your trust about the, um, about distributing, uh, the property? Does it say absolute distribution immediately, that kind of thing? Is that what it says? No, there's there's no rush uh, whatsoever. I mean, uh, my mother's the, the
2: custodian of the trust she can do with it as she chooses, but you know, she's trying to clean up things going forward uh, oh. in the next year. So this is perfect.
1: Perfect. So there's there's no rush. Yeah. All right. Good, 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 good. So here's the, so here's the, (laughs) here's the, you make me so happy. Here's the, here's the thing. Usually I give advice about what people could have done. Right. And it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. you can't do this anymore, but mom's alive. She has control of the trust. Perfect. You can, you can, you can do this. You can do what I'm about to, you don't have to obviously, but um here here's the thing most of the time when someone passes they say well give my stuff to the kids give it to whomever right it's just an outright here you go here's here's what i have for you well Mm -hmm. that's fine but first of all usually the way the trust is set up it has to pay the bills of the person who died which maybe there aren't any but it doesn't matter it says that and then give whatever's else to my kid boom give it to him the problem with that is that the world is the kind of a place where bad things happen. Now you're happy, healthy, doing fine, everything's wonderful. Okay, great. Well, is it always gonna be doing fine on top of the world wonderful? I hope so. But that's not the way the world that I live in works. The way I see things is sometimes things go sideways. Sometimes things, sometimes there's bankruptcy. Sometimes there's economic turmoil that leads to economic Uh, difficulties. There's all kinds of things that happen, right? Mm -hmm. So at the first, before we even talk about the LLC, and we'll get there, we will absolutely get there. But before we talk about the LLC, let's talk about how how Matt gets the cottage. And the answer is the way everybody does it is like the worst thing possible. And you're lucky because there's only one of you. If there were several, what they do is they deed it out to everybody, which is absolute chaos. It almost guarantees kids at each other's throat. Okay, good. You don't have to worry about that. So the the governance thing is not an issue. But when mom and dad give you the, the cottage, rather than just outright deeding it over to you, which again is what everybody does and it's insane, what they should do, what they can do, is they can set up a trust for you. And, and there's a way to do this so that you're in practical control of the trust. But the way it's set up, is if you get in a car accident you know they changed the insurance laws so now you get in a car accident and you wind up getting sued because no fault is not really no fault anymore and and now the cottage is at risk if you own it in your name same way with the llc you do you put the cottage in the llc right? that doesn't protect mm-hmm. you when you get in the car accident uh, or the long-term care or the bankruptcy or the whatever else happens in life. You co-sign your kid's student loans and now they're a barista and now the federal government wants to get paid back and all that, okay? You don't have to worry about any of that regards to the cottage because when mom and dad gave you the cottage, they did it in a trust set up in such a way that no one can ever take that away from you, okay? And you still have the opportunity to do that. That's what's so, that's what's so brilliant about that. That's great. Because usually I'm hearing the story uh, Mom and dad have died and now what am I going to do with, you know, but, but sure. no, so you can get it in trust. So the first aspect is how do I protect the cottage from that? Okay. How do I protect the <laughs> okay. cottage from the serious, from the things that will happen to you in your lifetime that you have no control over, but just freaking happen and would sure. wind up taking a, the cottage away from you and half a marriage end in divorce. I'm not saying, but I'm saying half of them. So, okay. So maybe that's it. An, and you want it for the next generation and all that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, lots of times that doesn't happen. And that's why it doesn't happen. So the first thing we want to do is protect it from the vicissitudes of Matt's life. And we do that by having mom give it to you now or, or later in trust. That's that's one. Number two, the LLC is a great idea because what the LLC does is protect you from things that happen at the cottage, right? So you have mm-hmm. the 4th of July weekend, idiot, uh, you, know, you got kids yet? You got kids? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So your kids invite a bunch of other idiots up. It, yeah, they blow their fingers off, you know, they they, they they get drunk and they decide to swim back to the cottage, whatever. Now you wind up getting sued, okay? So there's liability that can be created by the cottage or by the use of the cottage. What the LLC does is it protects your house, your savings, your everything else from the liability that arises out of the cottage, do you see? So when you do the LLC, right? Now, you you know, your kids invited, you know, whoever up there, bad things happen. The LLC says you're not getting Matt's other stuff. And that's half of it, right? That's, that's good to do that very good to do that but it completely ignores. yeah but we I don't want to lose the cottage either you see and right the way I don't lose the cottage is by putting it in the trust now if something bad happens right then the the where the bad thing happened is limited this is when you do the limited liability company the LLC limits the liability to the cottage itself okay okay so they now can do you can the, lose the cottage. Go ahead. Does
2: does the transfer of ownership to an LLC though, does that reset the um property tax to the current um assessed value or no?
1: Yeah, it uncaps it. Yeah, it uncaps it. But there's there's ways around that too. There's ways around that too. So so you retain a small part of the European, uh, you retain part of the interest. So there is a, there is a way around that, but- There is, okay. Yeah. But but it, it needs to be done as part of an entire plan is what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. See when, yeah. Well, well we, 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 can, we can talk about it more. And there's the, if you want to hang on, we, there's sure. some other things you gotta be thinking about too. Okay? All right. Okay. You've one. been listening to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier your family's personal attorney.
0: David's got the how-to you're looking for. Just call 774-2424. This is The David Carrier Show. Welcome back to The
1: David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier your family's personal attorney. Now, we're talking with um, talking with Matt. Of course, you can call, talk too. Just give us a call, 616 uh, 774 24. Unfortunately, Matt's dad has passed. Uh, mom has, uh, in addition to her home, has a cottage. And the question is, uh, should we do an LLC? You know, exactly how, how exactly should we, uh, uh, should we handle uh, Matt getting the cottage? and the answer is by um, first of all because mom's still alive and has control over the trust what we want to do is win the cottage and this is true of any property when money whatever when it goes to the beneficiary to the person that you want to get the money you should uh, put it in trust for the beneficiary now you can let the beneficiary if you want to you can let the beneficiary just empty it whenever they choose This is not a question of, do I trust my kid? Okay, that's not the deal. The question is, do you trust the world uh, to be nice and safe and sweet and kind all the time? Well, uh, you can if you want to. I wouldn't advise it. So by putting it in trust to the beneficiary, to Matt, okay, now if Matt gets into a rough patch, at least the cottage is not at risk. Now, here's the problem with the cottage being for Matt and that is, and the, and the trust does pro- provide some protection this way, but we always say, look, let's put the LLC around the cottage as well, because that will restrict any liability to the cottage itself, unless you're the one putting sticks of dynamite under the cottage. Well, please don't do that, um, you <laughs> know, but but any, any, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh <laughs> doesn't prevent you against, you know, running your truck into the, into the cottage and killing all the kids or, you know, no, no you know, do a freight cruiser sure. or something. It doesn't doesn't protect you there. But the, from the usual things, right? Now you're protected. Yep. So you got it coming and going. Now there's a couple does of things. does does, does it also offer so, you know, the
2: cabins on some property and we can sell timber and we can lease some land to farmers. I mean, we could potentially you know, rent the cabin out. Does that offer mm-hmm. an opportunity for a a family business? That can also be used as, you know, tax write-off. So we want to build a barn out there. Can we build a barn and depreciate it, you know, and
1: show it as a loss year after year? Yeah, because what you you do then, um, what you don't want to be doing is you don't want to be paying, and I hear this from time to time, oh, if I have it in a trust, if I leave it in the trust, I'm going to pay a very high rate of tax. And the answer to that is, uh, yeah, unless you do what's called a K-1, to the beneficiary. You're the income beneficiary of the trust. So Mm -hmm. you want the asset protection part of it, so that's why you leave it in the trust and the LLC. At the same time, you don't wanna be paying the super high rates of tax, which is just the ordinary income tax. It's just, instead of getting there at the 300,000 mark, you get there at the, I think it's 14 or 15,000 mark, something like that. So you get there very quickly uh, to the higher tax brackets, if you're a trust or an estate, but that's okay because you do this thing called it's like a 1099, um, and you just distribute that to the beneficiary, which would be yourself. Okay, so okay, you know, it's it. I mean, it's the cost benefits not you know is very uh, is is what you're looking for there, and yeah, you, do you have to file a tax return on the on the trust? Yes, you do. Sure, but the sure. the. LLC itself should be a pass-through. And then, uh, so you wouldn't file an LLC on that because you're just doing it for the asset protection. And then, um, then away you go. So you yeah, you can still do that. The other thing is rather than have, uh, how long have they had, how long have your folks had the, the uh, property? If I could ask. Uh,
2: 25, 30 years.
1: Okay. So there's been, I think it's fair to say, there's been a, a significant uh, run up in value okay sure absolutely so all right so what you want to do is you want a way to maximize um here's the deal when you inherit property from someone you are treated as if you paid fair market value for the property on the person's date of death or what they call the alternative valuation date okay so right now if mom just gives you the property you're treated as if you paid what mom and dad paid for it with a half step up because dad passed. Okay, but okay, you're still okay, but you're still being treated as if you're you're paying, uh, you know, uh, 1995 prices on on the bulk of on half of it anyway. Okay, mm-hmm. well, why not just wait till mom passes, and when mom passes, then you inherit it. Now you're getting the 2050 value to depreciate right? To take against the, you know, put a barn or whatever, run a business or whatever. Now it's rental property. Now you can depreciate it from that higher thing. And if you decide to sell it again, you're selling it, but your price is locked in at this much higher price. If you ever did decide to sell part of it or, or what have you. Sure. Okay. So you, yeah, okay. you want to inherit. Now, now, here's the other thing that you gotta, I would suggest you, you should be thinking about. What if mom needs long-term care? Okay, so the fact that mom and dad—let's say mom and dad have a million dollars—and you say, "Well, I'm not worried about long-term care." Mom and dad have a million dollars. Well, I say I've seen people go through two million. Two point two is the record uh, that people went through before they got broke in long-term care, and that was years ago. And we weren't paying sixteen thousand dollars a month for long—you know, twelve to sixteen thousand a month for long-term care the way we are, the way we are now. So Mm -hmm. you gotta be, I would suggest, you need to be thinking about that. So what we do, again, it's a trust. It's a trust that treats the property as having been given away for Medicaid purposes. That's the the program. You get Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. Medicaid pays for long-term care. Medicare pays for immediate needs. Social Security provides income. Your mom and dad paid for all of them. You're paying for it with your taxes, okay? That's what it is. The requirements for the Medicaid are a little trickier than the other ones. But here's the thing. If mom ever does need long-term care, if she needs long-term care, Medicaid provides at-home care, provides assisted living, provides skilled nursing. When it comes to the skilled nursing part of it, skilled nursing, right, every nursing home takes the Medicaid. So what the heck? You know, you're just giving up a... She wouldn't refuse Social Security. She wouldn't refuse Medicare. Why are you refusing the other one? And by doing it this way, because if she did need skilled care and she doesn't plan for it, then the cottage is just money in the bank as far as they're concerned. We see so many people losing the cottages, losing the family farm, losing the hunting property because they they didn't plan ahead for mom or dad's uh, long-term care. But the point is that when you do it right, oh my goodness, there's all kinds of stuff you can do. (laughs) Don't easy, <laughs> I like, yeah oh and yeah and that's the other thing that's the other thing and when you're talking about your kids oh my god i got a whole shtick on what you do with the, the, there's a way to um you know i don't want to take your whole day but there's there's a whole way you leave it to the kids all right so that um well they're i'm getting the high sign here i gotta i gotta get to the commercial but if you want to hang around that'd be fine if not i'll, I'll tell you what what our um, preferred, how many kids do you have? If I could ask Matt? Just two. Just two, okay. Yeah, so what we've, all right. So it looks like- Yeah, I, I can it. hang
2: around if you want, no worries. Happy to learn. Yeah, yeah,
1: hang, hang around because um, you've probably, um, you may have seen a similar situation. If, if you know other folks who've got cottages or hunting property, it's a fairly common scenario um, where, you know, they've held on to it through the family, but now they put all the kids on the deed, okay? Uh, we had a situation, uh, Have a, it's ongoing, uh, because mom and dad put all the kids on the deed. You know, this was a very popular thing, uh, less popular now, but for a while there, it was very popular just to put all the kids on the deed. And you think, oh, now, now that's my estate plan. I put all my kids on the deed. And the problem with that is you're at the mercy of the most ruthless, laziest, irresponsible kid. Now, you don't have that problem. You're single, but um, well, we'll talk about that when we get back. You've been listening to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney.
0: David's Perkin and working and taking your calls. Now, this is the David Carrier show.
1: Welcome back to the David Carrier show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. And you have found the place where we talk about estate planning, elder law, real estate, and business law. Now, uh, Matt made the mistake of calling in. And and so we've kind of occupied the last 45 minutes of his life. Sorry about that, Matt. But, you know. Hey, hey happy
2: to have the help so feel free to give me the boot if somebody's uh, is uh, waiting on hold
1: so oh no no not a problem <laughs> not a problem not a lot of people up from seven to nine on sunday mornings i'll tell you so we're, we're, <laughs> that's their own fault <laughs> we're grateful um sure. so he, so here's the thing um just to this is kind of recap um there's a hunting property cottage uh, that sort of thing acreage Uh, in, uh, in Matt's family, uh, dad has passed, mom's still alive, competent, happy, healthy, all that. Um, and then the question is, uh, should, the original question was, should we do an LLC on the, on this property? And then, uh, the real question is how do we make sure that it moves from one generation, uh, to the next in, in the most safe, secure, and tax advantageous way? And so here's what I'm suggesting is we start with mom, we say, okay, mom's got a house, she's got this property, I don't know what other assets they have, I don't care what other assets they have. Uh, my suggestion, uh, as it always is, I'm kind of a one trick pony on this, is let's protect what mom has against uh, the lawsuits and long-term care. Let's start with mom. And there's mm-hmm. the protection trust that we do, uh, we call it the root seller trust sometimes the Red Wagon. Anyway, we're gonna put the stuff in that trust and then for medicaid purposes which is the long-term care for long-term care purposes it'll be off the table now if mom does need long-term care 70 percent chance at age 65 you know so most people will be needing long-term care skilled care then the question is well what are you where are you hiding these assets and the answer is we're not hiding anything we've done thousands literally thousands of medicaid applications And when we do, we disclose everything. We show them what we did, how we did it, why we did it. And it's, you you just, the the rules are there. There are rules about this stuff. When you comply, you do fine. Okay. So first of all, we protect it for mom. That's number one. Number two, how do we get it to Matt? Well, we could give it to Matt right away. And one of the things that people used to do is they would put all of their kids, Matt's an only child, but they would put all of their kids, on the deed, which is a terrible idea, it's like the worst possible thing you can do, because when you do that, you make the whole family at the mercy of the one of the one kid who uh, uh, who decides to be a jerk, right? So you put this joint tenancy on it, or joint tenancy with rights of survivorship. Then you have the one who brings the you know the biker gang or whatever to the cottage on the Fourth of July. You, you can't stop them. And that's the kid who trashes the place. That's the kid who never helps out with the taxes, doesn't maintain it, blah, blah, blah. And you cannot stop that kid because they're a joint owner of the property. This is what you've done when you put the kid on the deed. So don't, please, don't do that. Now, what Matt's saying is, okay, mom gives the property, mom dies, mom gives, and didn't go to the nursing home or whatever. And now Matt gets the property in a trust so that if Matt is going through a rough patch, if he's having difficulty right lawsuit whatever um, then the cottage is not at risk because mom gave it to him in a trust now what if somebody brings people out to the cottage uh you know they cut their hand off they drown the fish hook in the eye you know things that happen in cottages whatnot that happens and now they want to sue matt well that's why we do the llc the limited liability company okay and we're going to wait back up a little bit we're going to wait till mom dies because that will give matt the largest possible tax basis in the property but because because um um he's a kid we get carryover basis the trust gets the property to the kid at the same assuming that carryover basis but without uncapping the taxable value for annual property taxes you still get mom and dad's rate of tax, not rate of tax, but um, taxable value on that property. So there's just, if you maneuver it correctly, if you do it correctly, you wind up getting you know protection against you. Now the property is protected from you. You're protected from the property. Mom doesn't lose it to long-term care. All right. These are the good things that are happening. Now the next, and that's as far as we got. Here's the next thing. When you leave it to your kids, what people do, there's a guy up in Traverse City's past now, wrote a book on how you leave, how you do the LLC for the cottage, okay? And it's like, it it was so much better than what everybody was doing. There was like, oh, this is wonderful. Well, yeah, it was better, okay? But you don't leave a cottage to your kids because you can't figure out how to sell it and give them money. You leave the cottage or the hunting property or whatever else it is you got. You leave that to the kids because you want your kids and your grandkids and your great grandkids to enjoy that opportunity. Because guess what? It ain't coming again. See, Matt is not in the position to buy the property, at least I don't think you are, uh, (laughs) to buy the property (laughs) at today's prices that mom and dad bought 25, 30 years ago. You can't do it. Right. I mean, we looked at what cottages. Yeah, it's crazy. So so if you don't hold on to it for the next generations, the next generations won't have that experience, won't have that opportunity. And that's a that's enormous. So what we do when it it goes from Matt to the next generation, because here's the thing, people will do these LLCs and stuff like that. And as soon as anybody wants out, they all get out. And they always and when you do the LLC, you have to let the minority uh, owners get out. You have to you have to cash them out. And there's always a buy sell agreement. Oh, we'll pay over ten years. It'll be two times the state equalized value. It'll be some discounted value, and it's over a period of time. But but it doesn't matter. It almost in my experience is it doesn't matter. Whenever one of them pulls the trigger, they all jump out of the airplane. I mean, they all you know, forget it. The cottage is gone. So we don't let them do that. All right. This is why I call it the national park model. Because Matt, you're setting up the National Park of Matt. And if you don't want to come, you don't want to come? Don't come. We don't care. Fine. (laughs) Great, great, great kid. You don't want it, that's fine. But we're maintaining it for the areas of the body, for for the bloodline. Okay. You know, so five generations from now, you don't have one selfish kid who decided to cash in, right? And now it's lost to everybody screw that, we're gonna hold it together like a national park. See, that's the thing. Think about it like it's a national park. Yosemite would be long gone if Abraham Lincoln or Ulysses S. Grant, I guess it was, uh, set it up as the first, or was it Yellowstone? I don't know, it was one of those out in California. Yellowstone (laughs) or or, uh, Yosemite got set up as the first national park. Well, it'd be full of apartments by now if they hadn't done that, okay? So that's, and now that's what you're doing for your family. You right. See? And
2: conceptually that's what I was trying to get the property and a LLC along with enough cash assets, whatever, that it can be self sustainable for generations to come. It can pay for its own property taxes and not become a burden on those members or family members in the LLC. And so that's my yeah, long term a- goal is to make it self sufficient. So it's not a burden on them, but also they have a bad time. They can't just cash it out and uh
1: sell off the asset either still so. right the one thing the one thing i would say though is um and i've got like 30 seconds but one thing i would say is do a budget you know or have the trustee do a budget sinking fund on all the properties and charge them all right if you don't pay for it you don't appreciate it now i'm all for the endowment i'm all for the endowment but charge them anyway great that's my Thanks, suggestion. david thank you thank <laughs> you Appreciate your time this morning. Been listening to The David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney.